Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. It's Father's Day, and I want to talk about His present to us which is peace. And uh, this is a, a, it's a, it's a message. It's got theology in it, but it's about impartation as well. It's about you being here this morning on Father's Day to receive peace. And particularly if there are some of you that absolutely need, are desperate for peace today, then can I encourage you as I'm preaching for you to receive that. And if you are desperate to pass it on, then receive more that you can pass on as well because that's what the Lord gives us his gifts for, is to pass them on. Let me pray. Father, we've had a bit of fun. We've focused on the children, which is really good, and they've gone off into their session, into their own area, the kids' church, and we pray that your anointing would be in there for them as well. And We thank you that we are a multi-generational church, that's training our own hearts and minds, but also training the next generations behind us to know you, to walk with you and to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, In uh, Mark chapter 4, there's an incredible story uh, that's got a number of layers of truth, and it's the story about how Jesus sent the disciples Uh, across the lake with himself. He said, come on, let's go across the lake. Uh, Interestingly, because he knew there was going to be a storm in the middle of it, which is interesting because uh, he knows the storm you're in as well. And uh, in Mark chapter 4, verse 38 and 39, it says, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat. So it was already filling up. Uh, But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? By the way, they've said to the saviour of the world, don't you care that we're perishing? By the way, that's what he's here for. So they say, don't you care that we're perishing? And then he arose and rebuked the wind and said, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And they, they said, Who is this man? that even the winds and the waves obey him. And so the point of my story is this, is that there, is a, there was a link between him being asleep in the boat and him commanding the storm to be at peace. And the link is this, that you can't give away what you haven't got. He was not only asleep in the boat, he was at peace in the boat and From that peace, he says, peace, be still. In the the Amplified uh, Version, the classic Amplified Version, it says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said, Hush now, be still, be muzzled. And the wind ceased. It sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a great calm. 
a perfect peacefulness. Part of the impartation, impartation of this message is for you to find your peace and for you to use your peace, particularly but not exclusively for fathers because there's such a need for mothers and fathers with children, whether they be small or large, for you to possess enough peace that you can speak to the situation and it settles down and it you make the difference. Now, the question in all of this, really important question, is this peace that Jesus had and has, had and has, has to give away, where did he get it from? And there's a, a really interesting clue in John chapter 13, Verses 3 and 4. And I love this. Uh, by the way, when you read the Bible, now let, let me go back one step further. When you come to church and we're worshipping, can I encourage you to enter in to worship? Some people come to church, but they, they're in the building, but they're not in the worship. Can I encourage you when you come into church, that you come into worship, that you're in worship? And when I... Encourage you when we read the word that you let it get in you because without both those things, nothing changes. You meet believers that some are overcomers and some are not because some haven't learned to enter in or let the word in. And you can change that right now, right now, by saying, I'm going to let the word in. And so this is the word to let in. John chapter 13. So Jesus knew that he'd come from God and would go back to God, and he knew that the Father had given him complete power. That's why he was asleep in the boat. Because he knew that he'd come from God and he was returning to God and God had given him complete power. Let me tell you about me as a boy, as a small boy and as a young teenager. I've told you this story before, and I'm not telling it to pick on my dad. My dad uh, was uh, uh, tormented as a child uh, by the people around him in Ireland. His donkey was wrapped in barbed wire, and they tortured his donkey, and they said, we're going to do the same for you unless you join our side, whatever side that was. And he ran away from home, as his dad did as well, Ran away from home when he was 13, arrived in Australia by himself at 19. Graduated to the Great Depression after the First World War, then graduated to the Second World War, went off to fight in the Middle East, was captured, held three and a half years as a prisoner of war, tortured by the Japanese. Came home, he was, I think, a self-medicating alcoholic before he joined the war, being Irish. It's one of the, not all Irish, it, I'm not picking on every, but there are enough of them. And uh, so was a self-medicating ex-prisoner of war. And that's the family that I grew up in. And let me tell you, uh, can I describe that situation to you? It was like me being at sea, not being at sea in a storm, though there were days it turned into a storm and it was beating back and forth, but just like me being out of my depth. 
not knowing who I was, where I'd come from or where I was going, and having no power, that is my life to the age of about 18. And I'm not saying that to pick on my dad because he was a victim of those circumstances himself. And there's, a, there's another uh, verse that I'll quote in a minute. Jesus said, stop allowing yourselves to be agitated, disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. That's my life to 18. My dad didn't impart anything to me. No knowledge, no understanding. I had no resources. You know, we were just an ordinary everyday. I mean, we weren't different than other people. We were just, I mean, every dad's an alcoholic, aren't they? I thought, you know, everybody is poor, aren't they? And so I, I didn't think I grew up in a dysfunctional family. That was just me at sea. Me at sea with really no resources, no understanding, no revelation, no impartation, nothing nothing to give away, nothing to sustain me, nothing to establish me, nothing to settle me. Until through Jesus Christ I met God as my Father and Everything changed. And so I can say to you this morning, I know where I came from. I'm born again and born from above. And through Jesus Christ, I say to God, Abba, Father, Daddy God. And so the change for me is night and day. The change for me is that I know I'm established. I can sleep in the boat. I can sleep in the boat. And when the time comes, I can speak to the storm. And so uh, Father's Day gift of peace comes from revelation and relationship. And if you don't have that peace or not enough of that peace this morning, can I encourage you? Connect through Jesus Christ to God your Father and it will make all the difference guaranteed. The second thing about peace, it comes as impartation. You can actually receive it. It's imparted. Let me explain some verses to you. John chapter 14 verse 27 in the Amplified Classic Version. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my own peace now I give. As a believer, when you read that, when you read your Bible, when you read that, you are to take that to heart. You are to say uh, greedily, that's mine. I'm going to receive that. I receive it. How do you receive that? I was trying to explain this to Andrew and Beck's kids on the way home. That Miranda and Joe and Benny were talking. I gave a testimony, which I'll give you in a minute, about praying for Catherine on early Thursday morning. And I was talking about the impartation. And they said, Well, like, what's the impartation? I said, Well, do you know, like a hot water bottle, you know, when you receive. And they said, No, we don't know what a hot water bottle is. <laughs> and so back one step is like, you know, like a, like a wheat sack, you know, like a hot bag. Oh, yeah, you put in the, it's the modern hot water bottle. 
you put the wheat sack into the microwave, you heat it up, and you, if you've got a pain on your neck, you just put it on it. It's like an impartation. Peace of God is much like the same. You receive it as substance. Good on you, Mark. Yes, he, he gets it. He gets it. And you receive it as, a, as, as, a, as substance. As, so, so when you're there at night and you're in fear, you say, Lord Jesus, I receive peace I leave with you. My own peace I give. I receive that peace into my spirit as substance. And it makes the difference. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly unsettled. Don't be all at sea. Be at rest. Fluff the pillow up. And rest in the storm. And then in the, in the epistles, when Timothy or Paul or others are writing the epistles to the churches, they start the epistle with grace and peace be to you. Grace, mercy and peace be to you. They start with an impartation. They start, I'm, I'm coming to impart something to you as a direct gift. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, Paul says these words, For I long to see you that I might impart a gift to you. So I'm not coming this morning to preach. That's, that's part of my job. I'm coming to impart revelation and, Im, and impart an anointing. As a matter of fact, afterwards, we'll pray for you if you need an impartation of peace or whatever you need from the Lord today. I long to see you that I might impart a spiritual gift. Listen to this so that you might be established or settled. That is, that I might be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. The great thing about giving peace away, it benefits both of us. That's a great thing about being a mother or a father, although it is Father's Day, is fathers, when you pray for your kids, you get the blessing as well. And so the story I was telling Miranda uh, Joe and Benny, was that on Thursday, Say, sorry, go back one step, uh, I get to take them home uh, from time to time and they ask me for God stories about then what did God do next and I, so I, I, when I do this little trip, it takes about seven minutes and I do the, the miracle stories, then pa, what happened? And you know, So the miracle story from Thursday morning, about three o'clock Thursday morning, Catherine woke up with a splitting migraine, she never gets headache, she never gets splitting migraine, and it was so bad she started to dry reach. She started to throw up and she couldn't bring anything, and she was really in a quite a difficult way. And I sort of let her go off and do that for a while, and I said, just come here and lay next to me, and I imparted peace to her. I said, here, receive the peace of God, because you know that when you are physically challenged, often what can happen is that you can get emotionally or mentally challenged, and also you can come under in a sense, a spiritual attack as well. And so I just laid hands and I said, peace, peace. And within a minute, all had gone and she went off, had a very deep sleep. About 50 years ago, 50 years ago, when Andrew was just a little baby, just a little <laughs> little toddler, so it's a story about you. But anyway, you, you've done nothing wrong. 50 years ago, 40 years ago. The story's correct, the maths is wrong. 
He's mathematically challenged. Challenged in a lot of areas, but mathematically. 40 years ago. And so uh, we'd gone out somewhere and uh, we'd gone to sleep. And I sleep really deeply. And I heard Catherine. And about, after about two hours of running around, this guy wouldn't settle as a, as a babe in arms. And she came in and she said to me, uh, Andrew's not settling. Could you pray? And I just turned over and laid hands on him. I said, I bind the fear of strange places in Jesus' name, and he went off to sleep. And Catherine said to me in the morning, she said, how did you do that? And I said to her, how did I do what? Because <laughs> I had no, I, no memory of ever doing it. But I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying to that is like, oh, wow, what a great man of God. No, 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 I wasn't even there. But you need to get, you need to get the word of God into you so that waking or sleeping, that whatever you've got, you can give it away. See, that's not, the, that's not my testimony. That's your testimony about you pressing in and laying hold of and, and receiving and possessing and owning what God has promised that you might have. So peace comes from revelation, relationship and impartation, but it also comes from cultivation. As well, you've got to cultivate peace. So these are the verses, uh, Psalm 61, verse 2. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Is your heart overwhelmed today? Have you got a situation that overwhelms you? Can I encourage you, if that is the case, let that overwhelming lead you to the rock. Let the pressure pressurize you into going to find peace. Don't waste the opportunity. And then the other verse here, which, which I love, uh, Paul, Paul says in Philippians, for whatever circumstances I'm in, I've learned to be content. Are you learning anything? Learning to be content. You can't have contentment without peace. I've learned to be content. And so do it once, do it twice, do it three times, do it four times, do it a hundred times, do it a thousand times, do it 10,000 times. Learning to come to peace. So some of you know this story, but about two and a half years ago, I'd had a, a bit of a pain here and I went got it checked out and they couldn't find anything. And about a month later, it was still there. And I thought, if I don't get it checked out, my, my children will mock me. You know, it's like, go and get it checked out. So I thought, I oh, don't be mocked by my children. So I went and got it checked out. And they said, oh, we can't find anything. We'll do an ultrasound. And it's like, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, John, my doctor says, could you come in and see me? I need to talk to you. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And um, so I, I play this thing called the what if game. What if it's, you know, and some of you, you play the same game, but you play it a different way. You play the worst case scenario. It's like, what if my leg's going to drop off or something like that, you know, and sort of. So what you do is you play that game, but then you mix it with fear because this could be the end of me. And, you know, what if? So I play that game, but I play it differently. I mix it with faith. And so I turn up with faith. So no matter what she says or he says, I'm already, I'm ready. Yeah, don't turn up to the doctor not un, ill-prepared or unprepared. And so uh, her name is Kylie. And she said, John, uh, and this is how it went. She said, look, if you're going to get something really bad, you've got the good one. <laughs> I went, wow. I mean, how good is this? She said, yes, look, you've got 
uh, non-Hodgkin lymphoma, follicular cancer, blood cancer, blood disease, and it's going to kill you. And I said to her, and the good news is uh, it'll take a while. That's the good news. I thought, well, I'm 72, so it's like it's not going not to leave me as a young man. I'm not going to go as a young man. But, you know, that didn't rattle me because I'd cultivated peace. As a matter of fact, I've been cultivating peace. I've been growing it out the back, actually. Uh, and, and it's not a bit of ganja, a bit of fin, a bit of, you know, Dr. Good. A bit of, it's, it's not that. No, that's not. That's not that. It's like, that's not the peace I'm cultivating. I'm cultivating... In my heart, peace with God. Peace with God in my heart. So that when she says, uh, this is really bad, I go, that's nothing really. Because I know who I am, where I'm going, and all power has been given into my hands. And so, I mean, the good thing is, like you, the, the great thing is, this whole Christianity thing is something you can work on every day. There's an opportunity, there's a challenge. And so, like, um, the thing about follicular cancer is that it's very slow and it might take five or ten years. Oh, hang on a minute. That thing, we're going to have to give you chemo. So I did the chemo, and the great thing about chemo is that it's a good opportunity for you to press in. Do I have peace? And can I mix, you know, like they turn up in purple. You know, you got like a purple raincoat and purple gloves and a purple mask and a purple shield and purple... You know, it's like... I said, what's the purple? It's like, oh, this cytotoxic stuff we're going to give you is very poisonous. And I said, so where are you going to put it? They said, well, it's not going to go on us. It's, we're going to pump it straight into your bloodstream, straight to your heart and brain. It's like, that's, that's good. But they don't know that, you know, there's, a, there's two types they do. A thing called rituximab and something else I can't remember because I'm dyslexic. I couldn't, re couldn't write it down anyway. But they don't know that I mix it with peace and I mix it with faith. And I go, Lord, whatever this is designed to do, let it do it, whatever, because I prayed about it. By the way, let the peace of God be the final umpire in your decision-making. It's so important that if you don't have peace, you can't guarantee that you'll hear the voice of God. That's how important. This is not a theology or a theory. This is survival for you as a person. It's so important that you have peace, that your decision-making is based on it, but the great thing is that he has promised, I will give you peace. That's the great promise. I will give you peace. Uh, cultivating peace. Work on it daily. Don't let anybody rob you of your peace. Don't... If, if there's a dispute between you and somebody else about $1.47 and they've ripped you off $1.47, then give them the $1.47... And keep your peace. By the way, it doesn't matter if it's 1,447 or 14,047 or 144,047. If it's, if it's going to take your peace, let them have it. Because peace is the most important thing that you can keep. Don't let them rob you of your peace. 
And if it's a relationship with somebody, and I don't know whether you've run across somebody that may have rubbed you up the wrong way, have done the wrong thing by you. I mean, I hear it happens. I don't know, you know. But forgive them. Bless them. Because I'm going to keep my peace. I'm going to keep my peace. I'm going to cultivate it. I'm going to have it. Uh, I'm going to have it. I'm going to give it away because like you, I am passionate that they remember me as a peacemaker. Ah, oh, old mate. I know. I remember old mate. He's a peacemaker. He's a, she's a peacemaker. I want to be around them because they are peacemakers. Let me finish with one last verse. This is peace as a realization. Now, Romans chapter 4, verses 4 and 6 in the Message Bible says this David confirms this way of looking at things about sins being forgiven by saying that the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it is one fortunate man. Fortunate are those whose crimes are whisked away, whose sins are wiped clean from the slate. Fortunate is the person against whom the Lord does not keep score. These words were written uh, over 3,000 years ago by King David in the Psalms. And the Apostle Paul picks them up a 1,000 years later, 2,000 years ago, And he records them in the book of Romans that faith is not something that you do. Faith is something that you receive. Faith to believe that God has wiped your sins away. Can I say to you, for you and for you to pass on to others, this is one of the best messages in all of eternity this is what's called good news that you can't have peace unless your sins are washed away and he Jesus Christ has done everything by going to the cross of Calvary becoming a substitutionary sacrifice to pay for our sins by his death on the cross and he shed blood that without you doing anything except receiving that, you have your sins forgiven and you have peace with God. And having peace with God overflows to peace in every area of your life. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment and I'm going to invite you to... Take a hold of that realization. If you have never accepted the free gift of eternal life through the work of Jesus Christ, this is what's called the gospel, the good news. If you've never had that, if you don't have peace with God yet, but you want that peace with God, and today, Father's Day, is that day, would you slowly Raise your hand where you are. Every eye is, cl- is closed. Thank you. 
there are two people. Is there anybody else that say, I want to receive through faith in Jesus Christ, forgiveness of my sins and peace with God this morning? Would you put up your hand? Just let your hand go up. Just let it go up. Just, I, I want to start this journey. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Would you look at me for a moment? Not only have we preached peace, but he has imparted peace this morning. He's imparted peace. I'm just, I'm not going to not going to open the altar because I just want to take a minute to actually just pray for you where you are. Pray for you where you are. Uh, What I do is I put my hand on my stomach when I pray for me. If you were to come out, I'd get you to put your hand on your stomach and I'd hold your other hand for an impartation. The Bible says in John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus said, If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his innermost being out of his belly the King James Version shall flow rivers of living water this is where the spirit moves if you'd put your hand on your stomach while we pray right now Father I am praying for an impartation an impart a, a gift of peace a gift of peace so that if there are any who are troubled who are rattled who are who are uh disturbed or uh, tormented in any way Lord I'm praying for a deep impartation of your peace from you and a connection between their spirit and your spirit Lord not just a touch not just, not just a minute but an ongoing relationship an ongoing flow of your Holy Spirit an ongoing anointing literally Uh, substance, peace that's theirs and a revelation of who they are that they're born from above that everything is in your hands and they're in your hands and they've come from you and eventually they will return to you bless them Father I pray make them peacemakers fill them with your peace to pass on to others to speak peace and pursue it we pray in Jesus' name. I, uh, I was asked to speak about a month ago, so I've been meditating on this for about a month, and I do it all through the night. And I woke up the other night, and uh, I had in my mind, I, I preached the sermon in my mind over and over and over and over and over again, realizing I've got to live it as well. And so... Uh, I was sort of half awake and half asleep and I, and I said, um, uh, Father's Day gift is, Father's Day gift is, and I was going for peace, but it, it wouldn't come and it was persistence or patience. And I thought, no, 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 that's not the message. The message is peace. And it was like the Holy Spirit said to me, there's somebody going to be in the room, maybe more than one person that you're frustrated that you can't find the peace and he's saying to you be patient the situation you've got be persistent press in lean in be persistent be patient the peace is there the manifestation of it will come so if it's you thank you for keeping me awake at night (laughs) 
so he can deliver it to you that he loves you. I'm going to finish with this. We watched the movie Rams. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a, it's a, a Sam Neill and Michael Caton, two old sheep farmers. And, and the Department of Ag says they've got to kill their sheep and they love their sheep. And so Sam Neill goes out and he gets all his sheep around him and he goes to the sheep. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And the Holy Spirit is asking me to say to his flock this morning, you're beautiful. And you're beautiful. And you're beautiful. And you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And God loves you. He's got a plan for for your life and everything you need, you've already got in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.